Hello, and welcome to Quick Hits, a podcast brought to you by Borealis Threat and Risk Consulting in Ottawa, Canada. I'm your host, Phil Gursky, president of Borealis. I'm recording this particular podcast on the 2nd of July, about 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Interesting day in Ottawa. Started very early this morning when a man apparently tried to, or actually succeeded, in gating grounds to Rideau Hall, which is the official residence of the Canadian Governor General, as well as Prime Minister Trudeau and his family, while repairs are being done to 24 Sussex Drive, which is the official Prime Ministerial residence. The man crashed through the gates. He was arrested by police, and uh, charges are pending. And that's just about all we know, although there's a few interesting details that point to a long gun, make and model unknown, found in his truck. His truck has Manitoba license plates, and the RCMP is informing us that this individual traveled from Manitoba to Ottawa. Now, for those of you who aren't Canadian, that's one hell of a road trip. That's at least a three-day drive, as the best of times. Over the Lakehead, Lake Superior, down through central Ontario, and into eastern Ontario, where Ottawa is. There's also a report that the man left a note. What's in that note? We have no idea. I got a few interviews today about what this all means, and uh, my basic line is I have no idea what this means because there's so little information. We don't know who the man is. We don't know what the note said. There is confirmation he is a member of the Canadian Armed Forces, more specifically the Canadian Rangers, which is a specialized force that deals up with Canada's north. But aside from that, we have no motive. We have no intent beyond crashing the gate. We have no idea why this happened. And so I cautioned in my interviews that we simply can't speculate about what this all means. Some people will go down the road of, hmm, remember the Canadian military? We've heard that there are some members of the Canadian Armed Forces who hold right-wing extremist views. There was a famous case a few months ago now where a guy, again from Manitoba, ended up in in Washington, I believe, uh, tied up with some of the Boogaloo boys, these wankers who want to start a civil war in the United States. So some may jump the gun, no pun intended, and figure out this is another right-wing rank, right-wing wanker. Uh, we simply don't know that. We don't have any details right now. We don't know why he did it. We don't know what's contained in the note. And we're going to have to be patient with the information until we get it from the RCMP or from you know sources within law enforcement or the government, which may share it with the media. The RCMP, not surprisingly, has to be very careful here because it wants to lay charges. And the more information that's leaked to the press, the harder it becomes to make the case to keep control over who knows what in a court of law. So get ready for not knowing a heck of a lot more until the time comes. I know it's frustrating. I'm just as frustrated as you are. But that's the way it goes when charges are laid. Bottom line is no one was hurt. The governor general, I don't believe, was on the premises. Neither was the prime minister at the time. And so this, the situation was controlled within literally minutes of him gaining access to Rideau Hall, the grounds. My understanding is that he was perhaps holed up in a greenhouse and that this is why it took two hours to actually arrest and charge him. So they must have maybe negotiated with him to try to get him to talk him down to whatever he was trying to plan. But at the end of the day, everything ended well and, and hopefully we'll find out more. a very different situation than what's happening in Washington these days. So in case you live on the uh, ninth moon of Pluto, I don't think Pluto has nine moons, ninth moon of Jupiter, you will have heard that President Trump has been briefed as early as 2019, so perhaps as much as six or seven months ago, that Russia 
and more specifically the GRU, which is the Russian Military Intelligence Service, was paying bounties to the Taliban to kill Af to kill American soldiers in Afghanistan. Think about that. A nation was paying a terrorist group, because that's what the Taliban are, to kill U.S. servicemen and servicewomen in Afghanistan. The White House, the Trump White House, has responded in typical Trump White House fashion, uh, denying the allegations, saying that they were not brief, saying that the information was not corroborated, and even Trump, as usual, has labeled the fake news sphere as responsible for this. What this shows to me is two very, very different things. In the Ottawa case, we simply don't have any information to make any kind of allegation or theory on what happened and why it happened. In the American case, it seems to be the exact opposite. Now, I'm not an American. I'm a Canadian. And I have never attended a presidential daily brief, although I did meet someone, a friend of mine, who used to brief the Obama presidency on a daily basis with what was, was happening in the world as the intelligence agencies saw it. I'm guessing that the information that was passed to the president at some point in 2019, so more than six months ago, was pretty solid stuff that they would have they would have vetted it, they would have corroborated it, they would have done the best of their ability to determine its veracity before they passed it on to the president. And it seems, and I stress seems, because I'm kind of speculating here, that the president didn't do a damn thing with it. He had good intelligence from American sources that U.S., Army personnel were being targeted by the Taliban thanks to a bounty or financial incentive provided by Russia. And nothing happened. Nothing was done about it. Now, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I know that Donald Trump has a, shall we say, complicated relationship with Vladimir Putin, who just the other day was, I don't know, he's going to be president until the year 9000 or something like that. I'm not sure exactly what's going on between those two men. And there are all kinds of people say, well, this shows that, in fact, Russia has some kind of dirt intelligence of their own against President Trump and is threatening to release it unless the president cooperates with Russia and doesn't embarrass them. I don't know. I'm not going to go there because I simply don't have the information on which to make, make that call. But it is yet one more instance of the Trump administration having really good intelligence on something and choosing to ignore it, choosing not to act on it, choosing not to, to use it to create better policies or make better decisions. This is unheard of, in my experience, for a U.S. administration to do this. I'm not saying that intelligence is perfect. It's far from perfect. We saw during the lead-up to the Iraq War in 2003 how bad intelligence led the Bush administration to invade Iraq, overthrow Saddam Hussein, and then at the end of the day, create ISIS through a convoluted kind of pathway. But that's how we got from A to Z. No, it's not perfect, but in this case, it seems like it was pretty damn good. And yet the administration, for reasons only known to itself, have chosen not to do anything about it. So we have one case of little information, we can't draw conclusions, another case of lots of information where we can draw conclusions, and yet administration chose to do nothing about it. This is really interesting to me, as somebody who worked in security intelligence for 32 years in Canada, both with CSE, Communications Establishment, which is the Signals Intelligence Agency, as well as CSIS, the Canadian Security Intelligence Service, which is the domestic security service here in, in, in Canada. When you work in intelligence, you have one goal and one goal only. You try to get the best information possible to decision makers so they can make better decisions. That's it. That's what drives you to work in the morning. That's what drives your collection programs. That's what drives your processing. That's what drives your analysis. That's what drives your, your packaging. That's what drives your distribution. That's what drives your briefings. 
This is what you're paid for. This is the vocation you've chosen. And I do refer to it as a vocation. And yet we have an administration south of the border, which is known historically to make good use of intelligence. There's no question about that. And yet on many occasions, including this most recent one, he's elected not to. What does that say? I don't know. I think it says a lot of things, much of, most of which are quite murky. And I'm not going to go there. I do hope with respect to the Ottawa story, we do, we do hear more sooner rather than later, so we can have more than just sheer speculation on what happened, what the, what the note says, what the, what the motive of the Canadian Ranger was. Was he tied to right-wing extremism? Did he have psychological issues? Did he have a personal vendetta against Justin Trudeau? We know that Justin Trudeau was very, very unpopular in certain parts of this country. He's not adored by all. Was it something that he said that led this guy to do this? Because driving from Manitoba to Ottawa, that's some kind of a track. It reminds me of that recent case in, in Washington where the guy, I forget where he was from, Kentucky, somewhere in the Midwest, where he read online that Hillary Clinton was was holding a, a child's sex ring in a pizza parlor in D.C., and he drove across the country armed to the teeth, wanting to rescue the children from Hillary, the clutches of Hillary Clinton. What kind of person do you have that drives halfway across a country to seek justice, to seek vengeance, to to avenge the weak, to avenge the, the powerless, to avenge the those without any kind of moat, you know, any kind of strength or ability to defend themselves? Anyhow, bottom line is a lot of questions to be answered with respect to the Ottawa case. Most of those questions seem to be answered with respect to the United States case. Watch this space. Maybe something else will happen. That's my view on that. I'm curious what you think about this uh, invasion, if I can call that, at Rideau Hall this morning in Ottawa on July 2nd, 2020. And what do you think of the Washington case where the intelligence agencies have warned the administration that Russia is paying the, Afga- the, the Taliban terrorists to kill U.S. soldiers? You can reach me on email, borealisrisk at gmail.com, or on Twitter at borealisaves. You can also find me on LinkedIn and on Twitter and on Facebook. If you like my content, please go to my webpage, www.borealisrisk.com. Hit the subscribe button, provide me your information. You'll get a daily digest of all the podcasts and the blogs free of charge every morning right to your inbox. Write me a line. Let me know what you think and let me know. Give me some ideas for further blogs and podcasts. I'll talk to you again soon. Until then, stay safe.